cannot uh, uh. remember her name. And when I was writing down Chloe, I was like, no, that's not right. It's Sophie. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are recapping the Way Home finale of season one, Not All Who Wander Are Lost. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to have you on Instagram where we are both at Megan and Wendy and at Girls Gone Hallmark. You can also jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Tons of new people over there. There was a little discussion about this finale episode. Mm -hmm. Not a ton. I think it's going to kick up as people are catching it on their DVRs. Yeah. Plus, I I don't think people want to, like, spoil. Right. Come on over. Before we get into our recap, I wanted to share that we got a message, and I apologize if it was you who sent it. I dug into my Instagram DMs. I looked on our email. I don't know where this comment came in, Mm -hmm. but it was in regards to Kat using the name Rose in the grief support group. Mm -hmm. And this commenter pointed out that the name of their boat is the Delilah Rose. So apparently that's her mother's either middle name or it's a nickname that Colton had for her. I see. I see. I've noticed this is not unique to The Way Home, but like typically when they choose previously on scenes, they're choosing scenes that will feed it's not like just last episode yeah like let's choose scenes that are going to be about what this is about right so i want to tell you just what the previously on was for this before we jump into our recap tell me because i don't know if i paid that close attention we get colton singing to dell in the past when he's with alice and dell is coming down the stairs we get a way throwback to cat wondering who sent the note to her mom we hear dell is really set on the idea that there was another woman and then we get Elliot mad at Kat that she's not here with him. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, a real accurate representation of what we're going to get in this episode. Definitely. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. It opens, we see the full moon, and then we see Colton's car crash again. Kat and Alice are running through the woods, sobbing, coming out of the cold pond in present day, and Elliot is there, and Kat is screaming, it was my fault, it was my fault. And I got to say, like, Wow, that was a great scene by mm-hmm. Kyler Lee where she was like freezing cold, shaking, came out yes. with the realization of what just happened. Yes, I wrote masterful performance from Kyler Lee there. Yeah. We cut to Elliot's home. Alice is asleep on the couch and Kat's talking to Elliot saying she should have listened about Elliot saying what has happened will always happen. And Elliot repeats that. Kat wonders if he would have died anyway, if she hadn't gone back. Would Colton still have died? And this is the kind of time travel circular logic that, again, makes my brain short circuit. But she's telling Elliot Colton knew who she was. He Mm -hmm. he recognized her, my cat, my Catherine. And she wonders what that means. And Elliot doesn't know either. That's that's what I find confusing and hard to believe is because Elliot has always stood firm that, like, what has happened will always happen. But how does he actually know that gets to be frustrating for me as a viewer? Like, he's not all telling. Like, he doesn't know everything. I agree with you there. We get some perspective into Elliot in this episode. 
that yeah. I will wait for, but I think it speaks to his firm belief that what has happened will always happen. Yeah, but like it just drives me crazy where Kat's like trying to – she's like talking through it, right? Mm-hmm. Like she needs – and I'm the same way. Like I need to verbally – Process. Yes. And I need somebody just to listen to me. Yes. But like for him to be like, I don't know. I'm telling you that what happened has always happened. But I don't know why, like, if he would have yeah. died or not. So I just, yeah. it's a me thing. It's a me thing. Kat's angry with herself that she put Alice through that, that Alice had to see that accident. And she remembers Alice was at Colton's funeral and that this is going to be the last time that young Kat saw Alice. And she and Elliot are realizing this is going to be Alice's last trip back. Elliot wants her to tell Alice that it's over, that they need to move on and be in the present Cut to the opening title. We come back and Alice and Kat are at home. Alice tells Kat that Colton's death was her fault because Kat chose Alice over Colton. That's what I've written here. That's correct. Okay. And she saved her in the street. Right. So she feels guilt. Yes. You know, that it was her fault, not Kat's fault. So Kat tells Alice that they need to have faith and believe that what happened, what has always happened, she's just reiterating what Elliot has been telling her this entire time. And we hear a horn honk. And Kat remembers that Brady's in town to visit. And Alice is like, I can't deal with him or I don't want to deal with. She knows what's coming. She just saw her grandfather die. She needs a minute. She just needs a minute. Doesn't want to deal with her dad. Brady's waiting out front. And he asks Kat how she's been doing. And, of course, Brady has absolutely no idea what Kat has been reliving. So he's just thinking about in terms of their separation, really. And he asks if they should do this. He hands Kat their divorce papers and says, is this the right thing to do? And then he says, give me a call when you guys are ready. And I wonder, what does Alice have to do with this? And I, it occurred, you, we find out later on that apparently it's like a secret that they're filing for divorce. You live in another country. <laughs> Your daughter is very smart. She knows what's going on. You're with another woman. <laughs> Kat is with Elliot at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to surprise. We're getting divorced. I don't. This is not the big reveal you think it's going to be. Yeah. I'm like, why do they need this big sit down talk? Like, I think she realizes what's going on. Yeah. And Brady hasn't been there. I think Kat knows that Alice knows. And Brady feels like they need to have like a. I would hope that Alice knows. Like, Callison. I mean, whatever. Yes. It's stupid. Yes. Stupid detail on this storyline first. It was not needed. All the extra subterfuge. Like, the the divorce papers, I think, are a nice button on this season. Next thing we have Kat and Del in there in the kitchen. And Del wants to know who was honking. (laughs) That would be me. Who's honking out front? (laughs) So rude. Then they move on to talk about Byron's sudden departure. And here it is. Kat asks... Who's going to take over the Herald? I wrote, was Wendy right? Question mark. I'm telling you. Well, who knows? I I might be right for next season. But it still is very unclear to me, like, why Byron just bounces. Like, of course, we don't have any closure with him in this episode. You mentioned, like, you don't think we're fully done with him. And maybe we're not. I didn't. But we'll get there. Okay. Dell is annoyed that Byron has left, and Kat reminds her that she's the one who showed him the road, which I 
That was quite funny. Yeah. And Dell says, easy to re- leave when the road gets tough. And I liked Kat's line. You showed him the road. Let yeah. Take and then it. right after Kat says it, Dell makes this like smirk. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Kat checks in on Alice and lets her know that Brady is back at the hotel. And Alice is looking through the family almanac for Colton's funeral date. And they find a page where Jacob has sketched his little Jacob and Kat logo in the almanac. And I did in this moment think like, oh, that's interesting. Like, when did that happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of such an obvious pointed moment. Yeah. Alice wants to go back and be there for the funeral. And she wants Kat to come with her. And we see them jumping in the pond together. And in this moment, I wonder, how cold is that pond water every time they have to jump into it fully clothed? Well, like in real life? Yes. Well, this is what I was thinking. I recently went on a WB back tour. Oh, Yeah. And they they had this pond there, and the person was telling us that, like, they fill it up with warm water. Nice. That the pond has these heaters underneath it. So when they fill it up, it has warm water for when your actors jump into it. But with this, I don't know. I mean, it could be just I like a pool they're time. jumping in. Because they make it look so cold. It's not a real pond they're jumping into. <laughs> no. I think it's a pool. <laughs> sure. In a soundstage somewhere. I like this scene because this is everything Kat has wanted for so long. She wants Alice to want her. Mm-hmm. And I think as a mother of a teenage daughter, I've felt very like, that's all I want for my own daughter. Yeah, she <laughs> wants her to love her as a mother as much as she loves Kat, her young best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We find young Elliot. He's looking out his window, I think, from what I call the treehouse. I don't know. Oh, I always call it the barn. Are they in a barn? Isn't it that big barn? I think it is a barn, like upstairs. But for some reason, I couldn't remember last night when I was taking my notes if it was a treehouse. I think it's a barn. I think think you're right. Alice comes in and Elliot's been crying. He's sad about Colton's death. And he remembers that he's built this space for them. And he tells Alice it will mean a lot that she's there for the funeral. And she's soaking wet. And she tells him that she needs some clothes. and And she wants him to bring her some options which elliot's super annoyed by this request mm-hmm. he calls her like demanding and so on and so forth but on, we know as viewers like she needs clothes for her mom yes she's not letting young elliot know that adult cat is there yeah blows tiny mind yeah he says i'm only doing this for cat and i thought yeah you are <laughs> well actually we see young cat and brady and dell arrive at the funeral and it's it's really striking to see just Cat and Dell. You know, there's no Colton, there's mm-hmm. no Jacob. Alice and Old Cat approach together. Old Cat, <laughs> but Alice leaves Cat behind, working uh, in the bushes. Cat stays in the shadows, but she's very much in the open here. She's, oh God! And at this moment, we just see the family and Elliot. In my notes, I say no Rita, but give it a second because I'm just taking notes in real time. Cat really looks broken here. And Doug is a nice speech about Colton and what he loves. And right in the middle, I write, oh, there's Rita and Jude and Joyce are there as well. Del calls Colton their North Star. And we see Kat crying behind a tree and Del spots her and just has this long moment. Like she's trying to make sense of who this woman is. Kat doesn't even make an attempt. She just stands there sobbing very openly. She should have did that. You know that Homer Simpson meme where he into the bushes? And this is where Dell assumes she's the other woman. I want to comment on this because yeah. you had asked in a previous episode, you for a long time have posited Kat's the other woman. We yeah. now have proof. We knew that, but we have the proof. 
And you said, but if Del saw Kat, wouldn't she know? And here's the thing. If I, I would like to think if I see my daughter 23 years from the future in front of me across a field, that I would recognize her. Mm -hmm. But it's, how do you make sense of that when your actual daughter's standing right next to you? Even if you think, wow, that woman looks like my child. Is she going to make the leap? She's a time traveler from the future. You're not going to make the leap to a time traveler, but I think there would be some sort of mother's instinct. Mm-hmm. It would make your hair stand up on the back of your neck, I think. There yes. would be some sort of something. And this goes back to the easiest explanation is that Colton was having an affair. The easiest explanation mm. for Dell in this moment is that's the other woman. Everyone approaches Dell to comfort her, and we see Kat, and Kat coming to another realization another it was me it was always me moment well how's she not there yet okay so here i have been thinking about this because i made a comment later on that cat's always the last person to get there (laughs) right the bike was her Mm -hmm. she caused colton's accident she's the woman at the funeral which she should have realized once the support group was happening but I think the reason they give Kat this device is because they need the viewers to get there in that moment. If you're not picking up what they're putting down ahead of time, they need to kind of provide that oh moment for the viewers. Mm -hmm. And Kat is kind of an unfortunate vehicle there. Next scene, we're back in present day and Elliot walks into the point and he sees Brady sitting there. You can see Elliot kind of like, (laughs) like stops and like has that moment of like, should I turn around and walk out? And uh, Brady calls him over to sit down. And at this point, like, I hate Brady, like, so much. Like, uh-huh. I just feel like he's uh, holding court there a little bit. Like, come yeah. on over, dude. Sit with me. I, I just really dislike this character. Yeah. Monica asks what to get them. And, of course, their orders are very Brady and very Elliot. Yeah. And Elliot is almost, like, so Elliot to spite Brady. Absolutely. Even if Elliot would normally drink a latte, he's like... I'll have a house coffee black. Yeah. Brady tells Elliot that he knows he has feelings for Kat and always has and that the divorce papers have been served. And now that, you know, that's done, he can have her basically, mm-hmm. which I was like, you are such a jerk. Yeah. And he goes on to t- tell him that he was actually threatened by Elliot as a teenager because Elliot was smart and he's the one that Kat turned to when Kat was feeling hurt and during the hard times and Elliot's like I didn't make that connection when we were teenagers but well yeah you were such a dick you never acted threatened yeah exactly is that where the scene ends I mean Elliot kind of tries to shrug it off and he's like yeah we were kids then he quotes Kierkegaard which is just so funny to me because Elliot is clearly the smarter of the two like Brady's success we know is based on nepotism based Mm -hmm. on his family's connections and Elliot is the actual smart dude here right and I thought I can't remember the quote but it was fitting for the moment in 2000 we get Alice thanking Elliot for all of his help and she says I hope I didn't ruin anything for you I just wanted to be a part of this world she tells him how important he is to her in the present day which I think is really lovely and Alice watches everyone get in the car and go Another one of those weird scenes. No one's like, Alice, how are you getting home from this middle of nowhere? Yeah. (laughs) But I guess you just appear from the woods. She turns to look at at her mom and both women kind of share this brokenhearted moment. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. Could Del have come to the conclusion that maybe that was Alice's mom 
hanging back in the bushes during the you know what I mean mm-hmm. instead of like the worst oh Colton was having an affair with this lady mm-hmm. like wouldn't it make more sense that Alice was at a funeral with a parent yes. and but the parent was clearly like not welcome because it was a very small yeah, group so give maybe you this private moment yes Every funeral I've ever been to, if I hardly even know the person, I'm in full tears. Of course. People are sharing <laughs> lovely stories. It's moving. Yes. So, like, it's not a huge leap to be like, oh, maybe that's just Alice's mom. Yes. And if my child's best friend's father had an untimely death, I would be in tears at their funeral, even if I had never met yes. this person. That's tragic. Yes. So, yes, it was a weird scene. They all like pile into the car, but poor Alice is left at the gravesite <laughs> by herself. Like, I don't, why didn't they invite her to come back to the house? I don't know. We go to a commercial, and when we come back, Kat and Dell are at the kitchen table. And I got to tell you, I have become very fond of like their being in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And I will, I'm not spoiling anything here. I did watch the beginning of Ride after this, and they have kitchen scenes like in this at the top of the episode. And I'm like, but I miss the Landry kitchen compared to this one. It's weird. It's really weird. It's almost like you grow this like connection where these people are at, just like with like 90210, like them being at the Peach Pit or. The Walsh home. The Walsh home. It's it's the home, actually, for me. And I think mm-hmm. mostly because, like, that's something that I always desired as a child growing up is having that, like, everybody around the dinner table kind of mm-hmm. meeting of minds. Anyway, total side note from me. But they're at the kitchen table, and Dell basically says that, you know, Kat's being unusually quiet. And uh, Kat goes on to tell her that she's been thinking about Colton. And that she thinks that Dell's been hanging on to this idea of Colton having an affair because it makes it easier than the pain of losing him. And I got to say, I think you said that. I did. Right? It's easier yeah. to be angry than it is to be sad. It is. Dell brushes it off. Dell gonna Dell. Um, but talks about a memory she's recently had of Colton. And it's the evening that he says he's going to explain everything, but then that ended up being the night that he died. Mm-hmm. And Kat asks, when when did she remember this? And as viewers, we know this was in the last episode. She had this like weird sort of out-of-body moment, mm-hmm. dancing with Colton and like all that, all that. I read on Reddit, actually. People were like, oh, but did you notice that Colton's hair was more gray in that scene? And... Mm. They were trying to f- figure out the time. That we- was the most unusual scene I think we've had because we have actual time travel, mm-hmm. we have memories, and then we have this scene, which is unlike both of those things. Right. Like it's Dell in the present day having a visceral memory of right. Colton. Right. It was, you're right, the weirdest scene that we've ever had. Yeah. Dell brings up the woman at the funeral. And Kat assures her that the woman was no one of importance. Mm-hmm. And Dell asks it, if it's okay to just let all that stuff go now. And I'm like, all of this lead up to this like mystery woman at the funeral where Kat now has an understanding that it was her. And Dell's like, let's just, you know, Dell has for weeks just wanted to leave the past in the past. Mm-hmm. So her asking Kat in this moment, like, can we just like, put an end to it and finally let it all go. And they agree. Kat agrees. Mm-hmm. Kat heads off to bed and Dell pulls out the business card from the grief group. 
which 23 years later, Kat gave it to her last week. I know, but does she think that this grief group is still, still meeting 23 years later? You know, I made the wrong assumption about this when she looked at the card. I thought she was going to go all investigative journalist and try and track down this woman and see. But that's not at all what she does. Dell? Yes. We'll talk about more that yeah. in a bit. Alice is up in her bedroom and she's looking at what I wrote down as Colton's funeral paper. I don't know. Program. <laughs> I was like, what, what is that called? It was real late when I watched this last night. Mm-hmm. And she has this memory of him telling her that she was a singer, not to let that go. She's looking at the guitar. She has this like moment, this epiphany. Yes. That she's going to now go on and do other things with the singing. And we cut to what I think might be the next day. It's unclear. Alice arrives at the point and she's asked Spencer if the Roxy is still looking for people to play at the opening. And he says yes and tells her how excited he is that how much he's looking forward to catering it. And that the appetizer he made the night he made dinner for Alice is on the menu. And thank you for this full circle moment, writers, because in pops Zoe and says, you made Alice dinner. And she gets this look like, what is happening? And I say, here we go. They're interrupted by Brady, who wants a coffee, and Spencer can't get out of there fast (laughs) enough. He (laughs) bounces. All over it. We get no resolution, but we do get another look from Zoe. Like, what's happening? Now, I just had a reaction as you were reading that, because I think it was last week or the week before, I called Zoe Chloe. Yeah. And last night, I called her Sophie. I cannot remember her name. And when I was writing down Chloe, I was like, no, that's not right. It's Sophie. (laughs) It's actually Zoe. (laughs) I'm sorry. My apology. I just don't know why I have such a brain block when it comes to her. (laughs) In the next scene, Elliot is reviewing his own notes about time traveling. And I had to like watch this scene over and over again. What I gather are these were notes that he had taken as a teenager about the visits And he was checking off the last one of the funeral. Okay. Kat walks in and tells him that the woman that Dell had suspected about the affair was actually her. And his response was perfect. It was super dry. And he's like, okay, taking that in. (laughs) Just phenomenal acting by Evan Williams here. Cat wonders what the point of time travel is if there's nothing to be changed from it. And she's going on and on about her being the root of all problems. And he's just like, enough, stop. And she here apologizes that he has to be a part of this mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that his life was disrupted by this too. And she promises that she will try to let go of the past and then they kiss. Yeah, but... Don't forget that Elliot has a moment where he's like, I am the only one in all of this who has known my future since the past. I think that comes later. No, he it's both times. Oh, really? He brings it up. He's like, I am the only one who has known all of this. Then Kat's just not listening to him. Yeah, she's not listening to him. And later on, she seems very surprised. We'll get to, but he he brings it up. And I wrote, that is a perspective that I hadn't yet really thought about no that's an interesting perspective since he was 15 years old he's known a good portion of the trajectory of his life and of cats as well right and i write elliot's a sucker for cat after they kiss at the kitchen table adult brady is telling cat that alice is going to be singing in a concert and 
this is one of those moments where he's like really trying to be the parent. She's like, I know, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to tell me what our kid's doing. And anyway, right. that was a personal reaction there. And Alice is really nervous about it. And Brady wonders if this is a good time for their dun, dun, dun chat. And Alice is like, y'all, we don't need to have a talk. I get it. This is for the better. She bounces. She gives him the old, I'm fine, and goes upstairs. Yeah, she's upset and annoyed. And Kat runs after her, and they have, like, this moment. And she says, like, she wants to go back to the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Well, first she says, divorce is nothing compared to what my friend Kat Right, that's through. right, that's right. And, you know, in this scene, Kat goes, says something like, I know. It was me. Yeah. I thought that was (laughs) such a rude response. Yeah. Like it was like rude. (laughs) So Alice runs out basically. Well, don't forget that. Tell me. She wants to go to the pond, but Kat's like, you never came back. Right. And Alice doesn't want to believe this. And she's upset. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's insistent on trying. And we get two back-to-back scenes here. We get present day Dell pulling up to the grief counselor's house it's a quick scene. We cut away to Alice emerging from the pond. We don't know where. She peel, She's peeling off her wet clothes, sees the farmhouse, and says, when am I? Right. Now, let me go back to Dell pulling up to the grief support house. Do you think – I know later on she says, I went to the house. It's not my thing, mm-hmm. like the grief support. Mm-hmm. I personally think that Dell went to see who opened the door. If it was the same woman she saw – At the funeral. So that's a good point. When I said earlier, I made the wrong assumption. I meant I thought Del, right, wanted to see if this woman or maybe someone involved, maybe this woman would have some insight into Colton's actions. But I took her at face value later on when she says I went to the grief support group. But your point is a good one. Yeah, we don't get any any insight. Like what happens? Does she go to the door? Does she not go to the door? Does she meet the person? Does she not? Like... Yeah, is Dell the biggest mystery of all in oh, yeah, this I show, know. right? So like you said, Alice is at the farm, but mm-hmm. she she's looking around. It's clearly not wintertime anymore there. To me, it was like springtime. Like we were in a completely different different time frame. I mean, it was obvious to me. Yeah, and the car parked in the driveway mm. tells me it's much more present day than it was. Right, and she's like, when am I? <laughs> yeah. I? I mean, that's good. She approaches the house and she can hear Dell telling Rita to let it go. But Rita is pleading with her that... She needs Kat there. She needs her family now. Now that Jacob has been finally declared dead, mm. Dell tells her she's fine and she regrets showing Rita something. Of course, we realize later that it's the letter to Kat. And Alice, which makes me super nervous, goes into the actual house mm-hmm. and is watching them talk. And I was like, how can they not see her? How can they not hear somebody come in? I write, Alice breaks and enters to eavesdrop. <laughs> oh my God, it stresses me out. Of course, that's not going to happen. She's watching them like talk and they're talking about the letter that was mysteriously sent to Kat way back in episode one. Mm-hmm. So now we know that like, Alice is in present day, but a few months prior. Mm -hmm. In the very recent past. Yes. And, you know, we see Del, she throws the letter away and they leave the kitchen and Alice goes and digs the letter out of the Mm -hmm. trash. I mean, here, obvious to me, I was like, oh, Alice is the one who sent the letter. We get confirmation of that a little bit later in the episode. But I was like, okay, I don't know why we didn't think about that. There were a lot of things that happened in this episode that I never thought of. Yeah. 
I had two things in all caps from that scene. One, Rita's like, don't you think it's time you meet your granddaughter? Oh. And I wrote, she's never met Alice in all caps, which I don't know that I knew that. Yeah, because when they actually come in episode one, was there this like, I think she has like an I'm your grandmother moment. I can't recall. And then I also wrote, does Alice mail the letter? Which, of course, she does. After the commercial, we see Kat signing the divorce papers at the kitchen table, and she looks a little sad, but there are no tears. It's just kind of like the end of an era, letting it go. And in walks Alice, fresh from her recent past time travel. Kat asks if she saw young Kat, and Alice says the pawn took her where she needed to go, not where she wanted to go. In walks Brady, happy to see his girls, and I roll my eyes at this. (laughs) He gives Alice a hug, says they're going to be fine. He'll see you at the concert. Kat gives him the completed papers and Brady says, I love you both. And he leaves and Kat heaves a sigh of relief. And I'm going to be honest, if we don't get much Brady, I like this actor. Me too. Which is a bummer, but I hate his character. And the way young Brady behaves and the way adult Brady behaves, especially toward Elliot, you're an adult, let's let it go. I just, so unlikable. I don't like the contentiousness of it. So Mm -hmm. I will be okay if we don't get a lot of Brady, which I think we might not. Well, also in this scene, there's no follow-up from Kat when Alice goes, it didn't take me where I wanted to go, but where I needed to go. There's nothing like Kat goes, well, what's that supposed to mean? Right. I would be like, what are you talking about? Like, give me the details. You went where instead? Yes. Me too. No (laughs) follow-up. Nothing. Did you find Jacob? Yeah. (laughs) Did you find Jacob? And the next scene, we're still in present day, and Alice is playing her guitar, and she's up in the barn slash treehouse, and Adele walks in, says she heard Alice singing from, like, I don't know, downstairs, out in the farm, whatever, and uh, she hasn't been up there in a really long time, and tells Alice how Colton built for the kids, and she says, I heard a rumor that you're going to be singing at the opening of the Roxy. Alice is super happy about it, says she has to keep the Landry singing tradition alive. And Del here wishes that Colton could have heard his granddaughter sing. Yeah, we cut to the opening of the Roxy. We see Spencer serving. Monica and Kat talk briefly. Monica brings up Brady, but Kat just says she's going to head over and see Mr. Elliot. And things are clearly not all right with Kat and Elliot because all Kat can talk about is how nervous she is for Alice. And she asks him to hold her hand, but they kind of get interrupted by the bell ringing to bring them into the theater. And they don't appear to hold hands. The opening song is by a band called JJ and the Pillars called Way Home. And I do believe that is actually JJ and the Pillars singing on stage based on the photo of them I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. And during this song, which is a cool song, actually, Kat catches Alice from the wings and she catches her eye and Alice is looking around a little bit nervously. And then we see Brady finally show up and everyone kind of relaxes because he's shown up for his daughter. Elliot rolls her eyes when (laughs) he joins them in the audience. Look, I think if you are co-parenting, it is nice that you have both parents show up and they sit next to each other and like... And they're not You're... making it more awkward for their daughter by not speaking to yes. each other and not being excited for her in this moment. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little bit annoyed by Elliot here in this scene, mostly because, like, be supportive of, like, their situation. Like, I know you hate Brady. But this is what's best for Alice. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Alice takes the stage to big cheers, and she looks as terrified as she did in the opening scene of this show. Another great callback, I think. She sings... You know, the opening bars of a song pauses again, really mirrors that opening Mm. pilot episode. 
And then she kind of relaxes and she says, you know, this song wasn't the right one. And she starts over by singing Colton's song. And Annie McDowell just acts her ass off. She's right. I have chills right now. Yes. She's blown away having this moment of like, I can't even begin to imagine what she's thinking. Like, first of all, here's the song that the love of her life sang to her and how special it was, but her granddaughter is singing it. And that alone is a lot. But how does Alice know this song? Del's really going through it. Kat's having a moment, too. She kind of checks in on Del. Let me just say, Sadie Snow can sing. Yeah, she's really good. There's just a lot of talent in this cast. We learned that Evan Williams also sings as mm-hmm. well. Not in the show, but he should. No, his song is featured at the end of the episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'll, well, I'll get to it. But he himself, Elliot, is not singing, is what I mean. Elliot's not singing, yes. but Evan Williams is singing oh, I love and that. they're playing it. Yeah. Del cries what appears to be happy tears. Kat and Brady squeeze each other's hands. And Kat and Elliot sure look. And again, Elliot, back off. Mm-hmm. This is not the cat not being their moment for you that you think it is right and then there's big applause at the end and we cut to a commercial i gotta tell you when they're watching dell in this kind of full realization of things that are happening mm. i'm wondering like because like you see so many emotions like mm. i'm you're right Annie mcdowell does such a fantastic job in this scene like you see that she's stunned she's elated she's confused mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she's having all these feelings while watching and I was like, give me more. Give me more. Does she, does Del know? Mm-hmm. Does Del know? That's what I need to know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still very much an, an unanswered question. Mm-hmm. We come back from commercial. We have Kat. She pulls up to Elliot's house and he's like collecting sticks in the yard, which I was like, is that a thing you do on farms? Like maybe it's firewood, like kindling for his fireplace. Okay. I don't know. I wrote Elliot collecting sticks, question mark, wood, question mark. So yeah, same (laughs) thoughts. They chit chat about Alice and her performance and Brady being there. And she asks like, why didn't you come over to the house last night? And she lets him know that she has signed the divorce papers. And I feel like she has a really nice moment here. She tells Elliot that she doesn't take him for granted and that he means so much to her, but he wants to have a talk. About that, he says, yikes. He says, I've been a spectator of my whole life, that everything was set in stone before he could live it. And I think we talked about this earlier, but I think this is part of why he rides hard for everything that is going to happen has already happened. I think because of his own experience. He says, I can make my own choices now. I feel free. And this is a really beautiful breakup speech, but it's also very heartbreaking. And Kat doesn't seem to get where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I get it. And I write, Cat uh, is never one step ahead. Elliot says he loves her, but he has to start fresh. And he wants her to understand where he's coming from. And Kat definitely does not understand. Like, this is our moment. I'm here for you. I'm telling you. I'm giving you my heart. I don't understand either. This is a man who has wanted this woman his entire life since he was a teenager. And now that that whole, like everything he has known to happen has finally happened, he does not want to pursue anything further with her. I agree with you. And unless Elliot knows more Mm. than we Right? He's kind of at the end of what he knows. Right. So his future is unwritten. He does get that chance. Why not make it with Kat? We'll get to a moment where I think it's actually advantageous that they have this breakup. 
at the very end, I'll explain why. Oh, okay. But behind the scene, a version of Time After Time is playing. That's the Evan Williams song. Oh, Bright World is his band. When I Shazammed it, it said, oh, Bright World Music, Evan Williams. Bright World, the solo project of actor-singer. So he is. That is him. And Elliot cries. And when he takes off his glasses to wipe his eyes, I'm a bit of a goner. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just was kind of mad at him in this scene. I felt that emotion, too. I I felt for both of them. I think Elliot has been put in an an unfair position throughout all of this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think he just wants some control and he doesn't feel like he has any of it. And I think Kat is in this moment coming to him saying, like, I signed the divorce papers and I think co-parenting is really going to work out. And he's like, none of this is in my control. I had to wait for you to be done with Brady and I had to wait for that story to be over. And I'm constantly waiting and I don't have any control. And I just don't think he likes it. Like, I am on everyone else's timeline. But I think he's making a bad decision here. Like, I feel like he's cutting his nose off despite his face. That's exactly the line. I see your face wondering if it is. (laughs) Also, I thought, well, how are you going to do this? Because this is a very small town. So you're just going to... I think they live very close to each other, too. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to see other people while seeing Kat and Alice everywhere you go? Yeah, I don't understand. And he was... Close to Dell prior to all of this. Right. So many questions. Next up, we have Dell, Kat, and Alice, and they're sitting at the f- kitchen table. And Dell asks Alice about the song and, like, where she learned that from. And Alice says it's something that Kat taught her as a child, yeah. which is a nice cover-up. Yes, perfect. Here, Dell says she, she went to the support group, but that it wasn't her thing. And she tells Kat sorry for being lost in her own grief and why she wasn't there for her mm-hmm. as a teenager. And I was like, this is what we've been waiting for between these two forever. Now they have, well, Kat has some clarity, I think, about it wasn't her fault. Yes. <laughs> but it, it wasn't them blaming her. Yes, that's it. That caused their distance. Right. It was less about her and they were just stuck in their own grief and there's something like a teenager's not going to understand that no right i'm your child show up for you know teenagers are wonderful but incredibly Mm self-centered like they are the center of their world so i don't think the teenage cat would have had the ability to think right and i have to say like Dell, yes she did not show up for her child but a lot of parents don't a lot of people are selfish as adults and, and even without this tragedy. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was nice that they finally had this moment. I just wish that it wasn't such like a blip. You wanted more. You wanted, wanted like more. a big emotional. Yeah, but, but that's not Dell. I know. I know. But I was happy that mm-hmm. they finally did it. And uh, she goes on to say how her heart is full now that they are back in her life. And like, I'm telling you, this is like the most like vulnerable. Like we've seen Dell be with Kat. Mm-hmm. And sh- she's you know, expressing how happy that she's there with them. And Kat says that she's thankful that Del sent that letter. And Del's like, I swear it wasn't me who sent it. And now we have this flashback of Alice leaving the farm, putting the letter in the mailbox. The the mailbox outside their home. Like, what if she had dropped it in like a blue postal box? I don't know. It was just funny. So now we know confirmed that it was Alice who had sent the letter. This is the countdown to the end. So Finn the dog comes in and he's soaking wet. And Del's like, Finn, 
and he has a ball, and this comes at you real fast and furious. So Dell says he just can't stay out of the pond, and in this moment, Cat has a memory of Jacob saying, I saw that dog again, and he plops a baseball on the table, much like the one Finn has just dropped at their feet. And we get another memory of Cat dropping Jacob off at home after the carnival. And we hear after she sends him into the house and she, by the way, runs off into the woods again, which is such a bizarre choice. But we hear the dog barking in the background cut to present day cat. She has a memory, the almanac from earlier where they see the Jacob and cat logo. She runs to the family almanac and she sees that the page right before that is torn out, but she's more focused on a quote on the side of the page that says the explorer found a home, but he still looks to the stars when he feels lost. A lot of questions here. We get another memory. Jacob and Kat looking at his glow-in-the-dark stars as children. And Jacob saying, did you know the explorers used to look to the stars when they got lost? In comes Alice to Kat looking at the almanac and asks what she's doing. And I apologize. So this is when we have the memory of Kat running away after dropping Jacob off. But we get that moment continuing. Jacob goes out the front door and he chases the dog running back to the pond. He chases them right up to the edge of the pond and we see Finn jumping in. We don't see Jacob go in, but we do hear a splash. Cat yeah. tells Alice back in present day, Jacob chased Finn to the pond on the night Cat saved him. And in comes Del asking what is going on. And Cat turns and says, I know what happened to Jacob. We get a title sequence on the screen that says, Port Haven, New Brunswick, 1814. And here's this opening scene again of the woman running through the woods. And there's been a lot of speculation about who that woman is. And I will say that we never speculated this. (laughs) We see everything that we saw. And from behind, knowing what I know now, I'm like, that looks more like Alice's hair than Del's hair. I agree. Yes. And then they swing around to the front and it's Kat. Yes. With incredibly long hair now. And she says, I'll be back for you, Jacob. I promise. And into the pond she goes. I have so many questions. I I came this morning. I was like, you're going to have to explain this to me. But I don't think we have any of the answers. So question one is, how long has she been there right. in the past? We don't know, but because her hair is so long, my feeling is she's been there a long time. But how does that affect present day? That's my, the other thought I had is if she's been there for a long time, a year, two, for her hair to be grown out like this. Again, I'm leaning heavily on the hair. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's an important detail. What's happening in present day? Where's Alice? Because has she just left her daughter behind? Yeah, I don't know. Now, you in a previous episode had said, are we just going to keep traveling to different time periods now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you really didn't want like a Back to the Future 3 situation. Yes. But I'm not sure that we had really envisioned this. Had you? Her spending time in 1814? No. And I got to tell you, at the end of the episode last night, I was like, I've enjoyed revisiting the 90s and the early 2000s. I don't know if I want to visit 1814. Interesting. And then the other thing I said earlier, I think it's fortuitous that Elliot has ended this relationship because Kat isn't done with the past. The second she realized what happened to Jacob, we knew she wasn't going to be able to resist going back to the pond. Mm -hmm. We don't have the same insight into her experiences in the past as we do about Alice's. Right. I think we can assume that the pond took her to 1814, but is Jacob living there as a child? What, that, lots of questions. Tons of questions. I, I'm excited for season two, but again, I don't know if I want to. Like, I mean, we're just going to totally lose our fun 
noticed in the 90s segment. <laughs> yes, we are going to have to redo our segments for season two. I have one more question. Yeah. Why doesn't Dell recognize Alice? That's a good question. Your daughter's best friend, 23 years from now, reappears in your life. Alice had a significant impact on their life. Mm -hmm. Is it just the trauma of the time she doesn't have access to those memories? Well, I think I recall from an earlier episode this season, Kat asking Del, do you remember my friend Alice? And Del was like, not really. Hmm. That sounds familiar. But she was there quite a bit. And why can't Dell remember that? And late we have these scenes like we had last episode where it's just Dell and Colton and Alice. And Alice is at the funeral with a handful of other mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. Seems to me I would remember everyone at my husband's funeral. There's only seven people there. Right. So Dell might be the biggest mystery in all of this. I agree. I agree. You were going to mention something about Byron. Well, I had said last episode, I don't think we're done with Byron. But in this episode, Byron bounces. And then when we get to the end of the episode, I, I'm very curious to see how these characters are. Are we going to spend more time in 1814? Is it going to be like a back and forth situation like we've had? I hope so. I really like the contrast of the present day and the past. I'm very curious if Kat's going to be spending an extended period of time in the past maybe well that's this is another thing too is like if we're not going to be revisiting the 90s anymore how sad that we're not going to have those we're not going to see those characters oh, those actors anymore we're never going to see colton again maybe not which really bums me out i really like jefferson brown i would love to see him in a something else all those actors who played the younger versions i thought were great like yeah. we're not gonna see them anymore well and if we get jacob back are we gonna get him back in 2023 so dell is going to be raising this eight-year-old nine-year-old jacob's not coming back to 2023 i don't think but if they get him back at all are they gonna return him to the 90s i don't know it's too much for my brain to compute. I'm dying to be in the writer's room. I would love to know like what they're doing here. Well, I just want to say I thought this was a very satisfying season finale. Yes, I agree. So many open threads that I had kind of forgotten mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they touched on the Zoe Spencer of it all. <laughs> right? They're not leaving things hanging. Yeah. Yeah. No, I felt like, okay, thank you for answering those things. Now we have opened up this other new portal. Yes, there was enough answered to get me excited about season yeah. two. I wonder when season two will come out. You think next year? Well, someone asked and on an official Hallmark, one of the social media accounts, and they said, we don't have a release date yet. Uh, so we don't know the answer of that. But this was a great time. I loved recapping this show. Yeah, this was a great show. As of the recording of this episode, I have not watched even a second of ride <laughs> i've watched 10 minutes maybe so we're gonna get into that later this week but thank you for listening to this episode we hope you loved these recaps we've really enjoyed doing them as mentioned we'll be back with our recap of the brand new series ride on friday so come back for that if you like this podcast we love your five star ratings and reviews so hop into the apple podcast app tap the five stars let everybody know what you like about this podcast and we'll see you next time bye bye 